0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League,
1: powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Tuesday episode. We're breaking down not one, but two Monday night football games as the Pats and Chiefs got pushed back to Monday night. There is one less NFL head coach in the league now and... Matt Williamson's 2020 Quarter Poll Power Rankings. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I know how crazy excited we all are for NFL football. So glad it's here. Even if the outcomes aren't exactly what you're hoping for every single week, nobody goes 16-0, right? Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me. At Williamson NFL is where you can find my co-host Matt Williamson. You know what? The defenses kind of showed up a little bit Monday night. After we just trashed the whole league and said. How come nobody can play defense (laughs) in 2020?
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much true. And especially that. Patriot Chiefs start, you know, I mean, it was 6-3 at the half. (laughs) I mean, nobody saw that coming, and I really think the story of that game, well, there's two things. First of all, you just can't keep the Chiefs down forever. I mean, they scored 20 points in the second half, and they start looking like the Chiefs, and they start beating up on you, and it's just like the Super Bowl. When they start slow, and they face a tough D, that's great, and it keeps you in it, but doing that for 60 minutes is really, really tough. And then the Patriots – too many missed opportunities, you know I mean? Just leaving points on the board, settling for three, you know, thing, uh, turnovers, you, know, you lose a turnover battle to the chiefs, forget about it. And you end up getting your quarterback pulled.
0: Right. And Hoyer taking the sack in a, in a situation right. where you can't do that. That's the thing why that's why you have the veteran and Brian Hoyer in the game, right? Is because he's not supposed to make rookie mistakes like that. And I, I tuned in a little bit late to that game And I was actually shocked that Brian Hoyer was the starter. Like, where? why wasn't Jared Stidham starting from jump? Especially with this whole offseason of, oh, we love Jared Stidham. He's going to be our guy. And then they go get Cam. And then it turns out Jared Stidham, not only was he not ready to start in week one, they couldn't even start him in week four when they needed him, which is a little bit surprising. And he didn't look great either. And actually, his rating was lower than Brian Hoyer's. But uh, in a lost game, you had to get Jared Stidham in there. And it made you wonder why they even started Hoyer in the first place. But really just bad quarterback play from the pats there, but they played some really good defense early and you thought maybe they had a chance in the second half to actually win that game, even without Cam Newton in there. And and how good is Cam Newton, by the way, as when you compare him to what we saw Monday night with new England.
1: Yeah. Right. Good point. I mean, light night and day. Newton's a very good quarterback. Stidham might be someday. Who knows? Hoyer has been around a long time and, I mean, uh, rarely do I quote these things, but he, uh, we, I recruited him coming as a potential Pitt Panther way back when and always rooted for him, but he's been around a long time, is my point. I mean, if I knew you as a 16 year old on Pitt's long. campus, <laughs> then, then you know, you've been doing this a very long time. And he is what he is. And you said it perfectly. Like, isn't that what he's supposed to not do? Like, I'm sure Belichick's sitting there going, Okay, I wasn't 100% sure who to start, but I figured Hoyer would do the smart things and not take the sack and do not hurt us. So I started him, and we'll try to run the ball. And now he's hurting us. I have to get him out.
0: Bill Belichick's teams are never going to go away. I think that's very clear. This is pretty much the worst-case scenario for them is all of a sudden, late spot start for a quarterback with what their roster looks like, all the opt-outs, everything that's going on there. And it was 6-3 at the half with the, with the most powerhouse offense in the NFL. So... Bill Belichick's teams are always going to play great defense. They're always going to be in football games. So, yeah, the whenever people talk about tanking for Trevor with the New England Patriots, that's not going to happen when Bill's in charge
1: ever. No, and they lost by sixteen. You know, I mean, that's just how great the Chiefs are.
0: Right? Like, yeah. yeah, that, that second that, half, that was the Chiefs play.
1: could probably play. Right. And in some regards, that was you know a pretty decent offensive performance, but and they lost by sixteen.
0: Let's check in on the other Monday night game, which was Aaron Rodgers' MVP tour. 30-16 to was the final there. 0-4 Falcons, 4-0 Packers. That's the way we expected it to end. I thought there might be a few more points put up by these teams. They actually hit the under by quite a bit, which is surprising in 2020, especially with these two teams and these two offenses. Uh, the Falcons just look bad, though, and while... The Packers are played super well, and I think Aaron Rodgers is right there with Russell Wilson. They're one and two in the MVP race, and I'm going to ask you in a minute who you would vote for if you only had one vote for MVP right now at this quarter point as we tie it into our power rankings. The Falcons are just, it's time, right? I mean, we, we, we've seen Bill O'Brien get fired. I think Dan Quinn, uh, you know, Adam Gase, there's a lot of coaches that are candidates to be fired right now. And I don't know if it helps you at all to do it midseason, but it's it's over. Okay, we we know what this Falcons team is. Time to move on.
1: Yeah, I I think unfortunately you're right, and that might mean a new quarterback. You know, not that Matt Ryan's a bad player, but he's starting to look more like Philip Rivers and beaten down and not protected and can't defend himself. I mean, that's the key to me is he can't get out of the way. And I felt for him because in the right situation, I still think he could do some things. This isn't it anymore. Calvin Ridley catches zero balls and Mm. was questionable and probably shouldn't have played looking back at it. Julio get, you know, probably shouldn't have played gets hurt again. Like he had nothing around him. And the Packers, even without Devontae Adams, are just throwing the backs left and right. And that's another Falcons trend. I mean, that's a, a nice little fantasy nugget for you people out there that this Falcons D that has the Seattle cover three, they allow so much rece- so many receptions to running backs year after year after year. So, you know, Rogers is just dumping it to Jones and Williams and moving the ball pretty much at will. I mean, the, the, the Falcons just don't have any teeth.
0: If you're going to run that cover 3, you have to have the linebackers. You have to have Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner, you have to have Miles Jack. That athleticism, those linebackers really that can cover it. Yeah, you need two or three of them and right, you need right. awesome safeties and you you know and you need a pass rush. And it's just not working, and and everything is just wide open over the middle. And you've got now George Kittle, and you've got Travis Kelsey, and where do you rank Robert Tanyan, who's been uh, amazing? Three touchdown catches in that game, six catches for 98, and even a combat role. I mean, that was amazing. That was like where it was – if you're a Falcons fan, you're like, okay, the tight end – who goes by the name of Robert Tanyan, who most people didn't even know who he was coming into the season, is like getting knocked over, does a barrel roll, jumps back up and catches a touchdown pass by himself in the end zone. Things are not going right for your defense.
1: No, you're 100% right.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get into Bill O'Brien. I want to have some time so we can get into your power rankings as well. Matt, you've ranked all 32 teams in the NFL at the quarter point of the season now, and we'll see if we can get it finished. If not, we'll finish the, the top of the list on tomorrow's. Wednesday episode, but coming up, the firing of Bill O'Brien, what that means for the Texans and the rest of the league potentially, and the power rankings in 2020. Coming up, Pekaka Williamson. NFL Game Pass is a must for NFL fans this season. Get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. See all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place, and the coach's film, which is fantastic. NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films Archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Bill O'Brien, the GM and the head coach, have both been fired. You know, if I'm in charge of the Houston Texans, and look, they're 0-4, and they've played bad, and we talked about it yesterday. In fact, somebody tweeted at us and said they saw the news happen on Twitter as they were listening to our podcast of us trashing The Houston Texans. So apologies if we are harsh (laughs) on the Houston Texans, Texans fans, but that's the reality. And Texans fans, I'm sure, feel it more than anybody. It's rough to see, you know, to lose a star player and start playing bad and for Bill O'Brien to say he has a vision. And really, it's it's Bill O'Brien, the GM, that should have never gotten the GM job and should have been fired even more so than Bill O'Brien, the coach, because Bill O'Brien, the coach, has had a pretty good record in Houston. And so it's odd to see a guy who's had so many winning seasons get canned after four games, but uh, it was his vision and the vision didn't work. So if you bet on yourself and you lose, sorry, you got to go.
1: Yeah. And you had a guy like Romeo in house. Who's, you know, at least uh, been a head coach. He's a calming influence. I was with him with the Browns. I think Bill O'Brien's the total opposite personality where I I bet he's not going to be missed too much around the hallways, so to speak. And, uh, I mean, it's probably a little harsh, and I think you said it best. Though he probably he, he never should have been hired as the GM is really what it comes down to. Because I think he's a good coach, might coach again sometime, and, and has gotten a very average team most of the time to the playoffs. They won the division four out of five years. Didn't have Watson for much of that time, um, and now I look at this job and think: Is it a good job? A great job? A bad job? I, I mean, I think that Houston management is pretty patient with their the next hire. I mean, if history shows us anything, that's a positive. I think you have the best quarterback in the division. That's a positive. But the Dolphins who are there licking their chops have your first and second round pick. And Miami might have two picks in the first and second round in the top 10 now, which they're loving. And, you know, how do you get things better? You know, I mean, you don't have a lot of resources to change things once you take this job.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Having a good quarterback. It's rare that you have a quarterback that's young and as good as Deshaun Watson, if you're a brand new head coach. So I'm sure that's enticing. And look, you just got to get over the hump of that one year with no first and second round pick. Maybe they can trade some assets. And that's the first thing I look at when I talked about how uh, this could impact the entire league is our team's going to be calling whoever the acting GM is, which is um, uh, what's his name? Easterby. What is it? I don't know if I'm going to be in charge there, but anyway, like they need some draft picks and it's obvious that, you know, Deshaun Watson would be the one if you want to reclaim that first round draft pick you lost or multiple picks. He would be the one to dangle, but that's the one player you can't trade. So, are there other pieces? You signed him. Right. Are there other pieces that you could move there, try to get some draft picks, get over that first year? Then, if you're a head coach, all right, look, we didn't get a first round pick, but maybe we can spend some money in free agency instead. Maybe we can get some things right with the salary cap and trade some other assets and then start over with a really good quarterback. And then in year two, you have your full complement of draft picks. So, it's still a pretty good job, I think, to me. Um, and, and the number one thing I saw and sort of the vibe and we'd kind of talked about this before on the show is it felt like, man, this team's just, they, they, the air was let out of the tire for this team, I think before the season even started and that's the way they're playing. So maybe they'll even uh, have a little bit of a, a skip in their step, not because they lost their coach. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that like Bill O'Brien in the building, but just like, okay, look, uh, so the ownership's on our side, like they, they feel where, what we felt and we needed a change. And so maybe a breath of fresh air there in the building will help them going forward.
1: It might. And I think it'll be a pretty darn good job in 2022. Absolutely.
0: Like all Absolutely. next
1: year might be, you know, plateauing, digging yourself out, like you said.
0: And by the way, by stock in the Miami dolphins, they're going to be a good yes. football team for a long time. I have a quick question for you though, knowing what you know today, which is we have not seen Tua a play down yet in the NFL, the Houston Texans, earned the number one overall pick in the draft, which is owned by the Miami Dolphins. What do you do if you're the Dolphins? Do you draft Trevor, or do you trade that and go with Tua and get a bounty of picks and trade? You can you can get some trades for some trade action for Tua as well. You're not going to get as much for Tua as you would for Trevor Lawrence Trevor. and the right to draft number right. one though.
1: Right, it's a great question. I don't think we'll have to answer it because of two things. I think Tua is going to play, and you'll at least know what he is better when that time comes. It'd be, it'd be criminal if the, if the Dolphins don't play him and don't know. Um, and I also think Houston won't end up with number one. But I think you probably take Trevor and deal Tua. Well, I don't know. I mean, that, that's big news. I mean, like, wouldn't it be great to draft Penny Sue or whatever his name is, a dude from Oregon who's like the next Jonathan Ogden or Buscelli or and – Or or at like two or three and still get a bevy of picks and a future first from moving down. You could really build the Dolphins with the first overall pick, what you'd get for it, plus your own pick, you know, Jamar Chase, the best edge rusher in the league and a great tackle. Like, okay. I mean, that that looks pretty good for two.
0: And if the Dolphins play this right, and look, we're going to talk a lot about this in the offseason, have plenty of time for what ifs and and stuff when it comes to the draft. But the Miami Dolphins are set up in a way where they could legitimately get two first round picks for the next 10 years if they keep trading and trading down in the first round and and keep adding more assets because of the assets they have now, which is kind of wild. So um, that'll be fun to talk about. And we'll look ahead to the Dolphins and the Texans and every other team in the NFL draft. And we will be breaking down prospects all offseason long. But. We want to take a snapshot of what's going on right now, this second. Real quick,
1: though, just here thinking, though, like they have those two early seconds. One of those could be Travis Etienne, and then they trade another one for next year's first round pick and a third. You know, like, I mean, there's just so many cards in your hand.
0: Oh, yeah. So let's say awesome. you, you roll with Tua and you, you trade Houston's pick, and then you get an extra pick, extra first round pick next year. You can trade a second for an extra pick next year. I mean, yeah. you could just keep rolling it forward, and you're just living off of interest, basically.
1: And you have a ton of cap space still probably to go get a veteran or two as well. I mean, if two is a real deal, Miami's in nice shape.
0: And that's the other thing. You could trade for any number of players, too. We've seen what a second-round pick can get you on the veteran market. So let's say they need an offensive tackle or a wide receiver or somebody like that. They can add a ton of talent and be really good. So I'm I'm expecting the Dolphins to be good like a very good team in 2021 and maybe one of the better teams in the nfl in 22 2022 and beyond because they're set up to make sure their quarterback position is right and i love the coaching staff as well
1: yeah it's interesting i mean them and the bills could be a really good matchup for the next 10 years
0: and then you still got bill belichick that we just talked about that ain't going anywhere well at least (laughs) he ain't going going anywhere anywhere. right now we'll see how that ends up um all right matt do you want to preface your power rankings is this like rest of season how you think this is going to go for these teams or is this like okay everybody lines up in week five and plays this is how i have them ranked
1: yeah the latter and i used to do these a lot at espn i'm publishing one and we're doing them sunday night even because they get a lot of traction sunday night people want to hear it and i get a lot of people telling me i don't know what i'm talking about but just a little blurb on them of how um you know how they did this past week or whatever but it's really how are these teams playing right now? And as always, it's very difficult. And I urge anyone that has major, in, you know, issues with it to try doing it yourself. It's not as easy as it as you think.
0: Right. It's not as easy as like, oh, this team that I root for is way better. So let's move them up ten spots. And it's like, okay, well, who do you who do you put them up for when you're really uh, when you're really looking at this objectively? Let's start at the bottom. Go thirty. Real quick, th- the other
1: complaint you always get is. How can my, how can team X move up a spot after they lost last week? Well, I don't look at it last, you know, I don't look at it that way. I just, I I throw them all back in the pool and I do them one to 32 every week. And however, I think they lie in terms of how good they are right now. That's where they end up. It's not like, oh, he deserves to move up from last week. You can't, you can't determine what the teams around you do.
0: And I think the team that's coming in here at number 32 is where we'll start. We'll count them up from 32 to one, the New York Jets universally I think from what we've seen in the first four weeks of the season, I don't know how you could have another team. That's not the New York jets at the bottom.
1: Right. Uh, They're, they're horrible. Uh, It sounds like Darnold's not going to play this upcoming week. I just read too. I mean, he took that big shot and didn't you feel like on a national stage, not that he wouldn't be competitive anyways, that Darnold was just saying, this is my time to, you know, show the rest of the league that I can be a starter somewhere this miserable sinking ship that I'm on, I'm going to do everything possible, play with a broken shoulder if I have to, just to show the league that somebody should try to trade for me or you know take a chance on me. And meanwhile, they're like the worst offense in the league.
0: This is where things get a little bit more difficult, I think, at number 31 because I might have the other team in New York there. You have really? a team in Washington who has a W on the season already. Uh, the Washington football team at number 31 how do you break up this cluster of teams after New York with you know between like say 29 and 31
1: yeah i think those 3 need to be i mean the jets are 32 and that was an obvious one that's where i started the power rags. and then i have the giants at 29 and like you said maybe you'd have them at 31 i have jacksonville at 30 and i have washington at 31 i don't think jacksonville's very talented and i think that they're starting to slowly creep Back to the team we thought they were in the offseason, mostly because their defense is just horrendous. You know, I mean, just horrendous on defense. I think it's the worst defense in the league. But really, you could make an argument Giants, Redskins, and I don't know, or not Redskins. They're not, they're the football team. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh,
1: and I don't know that others would put Jacksonville in that same tier with New York and Washington, but I think they're in it again.
0: I probably put Jacksonville at 29 at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Washington and Jacksonville both had nice wins at the beginning of the season, but um, I think yeah, we, like it's going ago. to be difficult for them. Yeah, and after a couple of weeks go by, you're like, yeah, this, they're just not quite going to be there yet. And, and unfortunately, Giants has faced
1: it. a really tough slate to start the season, that's too, true. so maybe I was giving them a little bit of a uh, an edge there.
0: The reason I would have Jacksonville ahead of New York is I think Minshew gives them a better chance to win than what I've seen from Daniel Jones so far, and I don't know if I would have said that coming into the season, but I have not been impressed really by anything that's going on in New York this season.
1: No, <laughs> me neither. They stopped the run well. That's about it. Yeah.
0: So the next <laughs> tier here of of teams that are not playing well are the Denver Broncos at 28. And I think this could be a yeah, massive list. We've already talked about the Miami Dolphins. Let's focus on actually uh, these three teams here. 26, 27, and 28. Miami Dolphins, Detroit Lions at 27. Denver Broncos at 28. Miami, we've talked about who has some helium and stock up for them. Uh, Detroit, more of the same. We're seeing right now from Matt, Patricia, there's rumblings about his future with the team because it's not happening right now for for the Lions. Uh, and then obviously the Denver Broncos have, have just had bad luck and a ton of injuries. I expect them to be a lot better.
1: Yeah, uh, Denver has been crushed by injuries and they're not a good football team right now. That's why they're 28. But I tend to think that maybe they'll get up to that like 21, 22 neighborhood, get Drew lock back get back to with kind of the original plan, getting him throwing to Judy and Fant and those guys that I, I, this might be the worst Denver is. And I do think their defense will be solid. I mean, well coached, but right now they're in a bad spot. Uh, And that's why I put them so low. But if this was future ranks, I'd have them higher. (sighs) Detroit should probably be below Denver. They're, they're pretty darn bad. I, I keep, you know, hooking myself to the the notion that the offense will be really good. It's okay, but it's not really good. The defense is horrendous. And Miami, this is short on talent. We talked about them. But they play really hard, and they just battle the Seahawks. The more I look at my list, I wonder if Miami should even be ahead of 23, Atlanta, 24, Houston. Those teams are in bad places right now. But it's some a lot of that's just the – the preconceived notion from the offseason that Atlanta and Houston wouldn't suck.
0: One of the things that jumped out to me here with with the coaches that are on the hot seat right now in the NFL, and we talked about the Jets and their offense is is awful and. He's an offensive minded head coach, and yet he can't get his offense figured out. And the quarterback that he's coaching is getting worse after he got there. And we saw his last quarterback get better after he was no longer his coach. Then you go to Detroit, defensive minded head coach, and their defense is playing awful right now, blowing double digit leads. And then you go to Atlanta, who's a defensive minded head coach, and they've had most of a decade to get a defense right. And they can't get that right. either. And we already talked about how the, the Falcons couldn't stop anybody in the middle of the field against uh, anybody so uh, and blowing leads. So that's the thing that really jumps out to me is when you are known for one side of the football and you're head coach of a team and you can't even get that side of the football right, then something's wrong.
1: Right. And it's not hard to convince an owner that you just hired this guy, you loved him, he interviewed well, his biggest strength is he's going to be a great defensive mind and you sit there in the press box, sipping your wine or whatever, watching your team just give up points, hemorrhaging points <laughs> left and right. Going, I, I'm a pretty good businessman. Maybe I'm not a great football man. Maybe I created Home Depot or something like that, as opposed to being a great, you know, owner of the of a team. But I'm smart enough to realize that if I hired somebody to do something and I'm watching them just do the opposite, this ain't working.
0: I wonder how that, those conversations go. I wonder if you know the McNair's friends are like, hey great team McNair own four, huh? And he's like, well, they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars more than when I bought them. So that's, you know, that, you <laughs> yes, know, so I wonder if they really even look at the yeah. score, all them not <laughs> so bad. Yeah. <laughs> a different. Nice hire there. You
1: know, <laughs> can't stop the run. Yeah. You're, you're biting on play action. Or then I think it's more like <laughs> lighting cigars on fire with a hundred dollar bills. Right. And yep. yeah, I think we'll be okay.
0: Oh, that's funny. Okay. Uh, we teased a little bit about 23 through 25. Let's check back in, in, uh, In the middle of these rankings here, Matt Williamson's 2020 Power Rankings, a quarter of the way through the season, Peacock and Williamson.
1: Folks, I got to admit, I am not very handy. I don't know a lot about cars. I respect people that do, and frankly, I'm very envious because, I mean, the money you can save with a product like rockauto.com and being able to do things yourself and create the exact car you want is something that I would love. I mean, I'm... I just don't have that skill set, to be honest with you. And rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for your auto and body parts needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to fall, you know, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear us box so they know that we sent you. That'll help us a great deal. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: You guys already know if you listen to this program about Built Bars and how much I love Built Bars. Well, now there's a brand new way to break through your wall every day with Built Go. Whether it's mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go. Put it in your pocket, put it in your backpack, your briefcase, your gym bag. It's a perfect workout partner. Built Go is the best workout gel On the market. It's like taking one of those energy drinks, but without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body and actually doing you good and helping you get over that hump and break through that wall with more mental clarity and focus. Three delicious flavors of Built Go. Built Go uses collagen protein, which is a fast absorbing protein, gets into the system quickly. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with beta alanine, B vitamins, honey, and just a little kick of caffeine. And of course, protein to power through your day. Go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, 23, the Atlanta Falcons, 24, Houston Texans, 25, Carolina Panthers. You got the Panthers and the Miami Dolphins that uh, it seems like things are going in the right direction. And then above them is Houston and Atlanta. Things are going in the exact opposite direction. And for me, it's hard right now to put Atlanta or Houston above the rest of these teams.
1: They're really bad. I mean, I just look at it like, well, they got Matt Ryan and they have Deshaun Watson and yeah, uh, there's some guys. There's, there's Watt and Grady, you know, Jarrett, and these teams have win games and are usually 8 eight ish but they're just playing bad football, <laughs> you know, especially if Julio's out for a while and Ridley's not himself. You know what I mean? Like, you talk about their strengths crumbling in Atlanta. What if that's the case?
0: Yeah, and, and I get it because you're thinking, okay, well, head-to-head, look – Houston lost, right. uh, the, the Falcons lost to the Packers. Is Houston favored
1: against the Dolphins right. this week if they yes. play them, or Denver, or Washington? Probably, but should they be? I don't know.
0: And it might be a team where, and and we'll check on check in on these lines later in the week, those might be teams where it's like, okay, uh, there's got to be a bounce back here because they're too good. You shake up your head coach, maybe some things get right, and, and uh, maybe they should be favored more than they will be, actually, because there's too much talent.
1: You think, right. I mean, exactly. Like, that's why I keep hanging on that, that there's some good players here. I think they'll get better. This is their low watermark, and then they lose again, and things don't go well. You know, I mean, it's not easy.
0: Number 22, the Cincinnati Bengals with their rookie quarterback. I love... Uh, the Mixon angle here in your write-up at Pro Football Network, because I know you're a huge fan of Mixon, and I'm sure you were glad to see him get utilized a ton in that Cincinnati offense last week.
1: Yes, I, I think that was long overdue, to say the least. Um, he's a franchise-type back. We'll see if it keeps up. I mentioned that I think Jacksonville's pretty much the worst defense in the league, so maybe that was a flash-in-the-pan thing. Number
0: 21, the Las Vegas Raiders who are in limbo here in the middle. I think they were in a similar spot coming into the season, won some games. You thought, okay, maybe they're going to rise. No, they're still right around 20. Yes, and
1: uh, I don't know if... I don't think they're good. You know, I, I think their defense is terrible. I think they're well coached. I feel like Derek Carr is good enough to get you beat. You know, like, he's a starting quarterback. He... Doesn't take a lot of risks. He's not a bad player, but he's probably going to win 45% of his games. You know what I mean?
0: And right above Las Vegas is the Arizona Cardinals, who similarly, I think, coming into the season, you were very wait-and-see on the Cardinals. And I'm sure if we did this two weeks ago, they'd have been a lot higher than number 20 and then sort of fell back to the earth the last couple of weeks and, and are coming in here in this this middle portion where it's a, it's difficult to separate teams. And right now, the Cardinals are a team that's like, which, which team is it? You know, are, Do they have the young quarterback and they're going to go on a crazy run or did they just lose a couple of games that maybe they should have won?
1: Yeah, going in the wrong direction right now too. I mean, Kyler's stumbling a little bit. They're not using Drake well. They're very Hopkins dependent, very um, horizontally and horizontal in the passing game. And I still think the defense has a lot of holes. I, I'm not down on the Cardinals, but I think they're just coming back to earth. I think this is what they are.
0: Big win for the Philadelphia Eagles in primetime Sunday night. They come in at number 19 for you. Did you have them locked into 19 before that game? Or did that impact seeing them win their first game of the season? And, oh, yeah, currently the, the first first place team to show up on your list.
1: Yeah, how about them first place Eagles? Big first place matchup here in my hometown, Steelers-Eagles this week. Yeah. Uh, they're in a rough spot, too. I mean, they're without their top four wide receivers and their number two tight end and they managed to get a win but I thought their defensive line was really good and that's the bread and butter of the team so I gave them bonus points I guess for kind of getting back on track a little bit on that side of the ball I mean you saw them firsthand I don't think they're a good team they might win that division though
0: that division is wild. I, so I can't bad. wait to yeah. see how that one finishes. Uh, above the Philadelphia Eagles here you have the Minnesota Vikings and the Vikings are another team that got their first win of the season over a team that's below them, the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm still not sure what to think about the Vikings, but it seems like something's much better the last 2 weeks than the way they started the season. I was like, "Oh my gosh, the the Vikings might be in big trouble. Yeah, you know, they might be able to to hang on here a little bit."
1: Yeah, they're at least trending in the right direction too. You know, they know who they are. They held the ball for over 36 minutes. Dalvin cook looks tremendous, you know, but they're, I think, you know, I think you said they're like the best of the, of the bad teams, you know, or are they the worst? They're not a good team. They're the best of the bad teams. And I almost feel like 18 and later are all bad teams. Like for, if you're the, the Vikes at this stage or worse, you're a bad team. You're not a mediocre team. We're getting into the mediocre teams, um, you know, 18 could go to... I mean, the difference between the Vikings, Eagles, Cardinals, Raiders isn't very significant to me. But then I think there's a jump to teams that are decent.
0: So the team at number 17, as we're halfway through your power rankings now, the Los Angeles Chargers, you would have them a nice gap above those teams you just mentioned, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Arizona?
1: I don't trust them. I mean, they find a way to lose. I think that's very coach-related. They allowed the Bucs to go on a 24 to nothing run during that game, which is hard to do, but there's an awful lot of talent there and intriguing players that I think if they bring, they usually play close games against good teams or bad. You know what I mean? Like I think they could knock a, a chiefs off much easier than Minnesota or Philadelphia or Arizona could, but they're in the end, probably not going anywhere And I don't think Anthony Lynn's on the hot seat, but I'd love to see that team with, you know, a a bright young coach like Miami has.
0: All right, we're halfway through Matt Williamson's power rankings through one quarter of the 2020 season. I think this is a good place to pause, and we'll do the top 16 tomorrow. Just to remind everybody, number 32, New York Jets, 31, Washington Football Club, 30, Jacksonville Jaguars, 29, New York Giants, 28, Denver Broncos, 27, Detroit Lions, 26, Miami Dolphins, 25, Carolina Panthers, 24, Houston Texans, 23, Atlanta Falcons, 22, Cincinnati Bengals, 21, Las Vegas Raiders, 20, Arizona Cardinals, 19, Philadelphia Eagles, 18, Minnesota Vikings, and 17, Los Angeles Chargers. For those of you looking for your favorite team and they haven't showed up yet, well, good news, they're in the top half of the league, according to Matt Williamson, going into week five. Where do they land In that top 16, find out tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.